The following program is presented by Hamid Media and is rated NSFW for mature audiences only. Pro wrestling enthusiasts, you're about to go where every diehard fanatic wants to be. It's Monday and you're tuned into the locker room here on Hacker Hamid. Oh, that's going to be great. Yes, that is perfect. It's the latest news, event previews and reviews. We are taking over. It just seems completely asinine to me. The inside scoops and the hottest takes. Woo! It's all about my Sharshaw, baby. You and your precious fucking Sharshaw. You're about to go inside the locker room with Michael Jargo. In the 917, they call me El Capitan. 15 years I've been touring this country. Flair is a go. We can debate number two. If I know one thing, it's television. And Rick Vickery. It's me, it's me. It's an R to the B to the V. Over two decades experience in events and promotions. A passion for pro wrestling spanning 34 years. I represent the spirit of the American entrepreneur. Owner and operator of Herd Marketing Consultant. And this is hashtag LCDB. Lowest common denominator booking. I just think we should expect better from the biggest wrestling company in the freaking world. Tell me how you really feel. I think Roman Reigns is a Welcome to the Locker Room is presented by the Hacker Hameen Media Group. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome to this very special simulcast of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast and Hami Media Preview Show. RBV and I are here to break down this amazing Ring of Honor 16th anniversary show coming to us this Friday night on pay-per-view and now available on ROHWrestling.com's Honor Club streaming service emanating live from Sam's Town in Las Vegas, Nevada. I, of course, am the man of a thousand and four names, but you can call me Jargo. RBV, welcome back to your show and welcome back to the locker room. Hey, back at it again, and we've got an exciting show lined up here. Now, we're going to be talking Ring of Honor's big 16th anniversary. Man, you really think about that, and that takes us all the way back 2002. Actually, they were founded February 23rd of 2002. And, and you look at you know how the world of professional wrestling has changed since then. A promotion, a company like Ring of Honor, you know, some ups and downs. We, we've seen some new ownership. we We've seen them. We've seen expansion. We've seen a pull it back a little bit. Man, it has been such an amazing journey, and unbelievable that they're to this point right here, and not even just to this point. That it seems like you know it's just the sky is the limit when we're talking Ring of Honor. Speaking of the sky being the limit, we also have a very very special guest for this ROH 16th anniversary hype show. I of course am, am talking about the notorious. 
Mr. Shane Taylor joined me for about a half hour yesterday. We sat down, we talked a bit about his career, as well as Ring of Honor being their 16th anniversary. We talked the Hung Bucks, we talked SoCal Uncensored, we talked Bad Luck Fale, we talked Bully Ray Dudley. There's so much great stuff, man. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. Well, yeah, I'm going to say O-H-I-O. You know, Mr. Taylor, he, he is a fellow uh, Ohio boy, brother of mine. And let me tell all the listeners out there, I mean, you want to keep an eye out for this individual. Uh, such a hot commodity, an incredible talent. And as much as the Cleveland Browns would have you believe otherwise, champions reside and come from right here in the heartland, right here in Ohio. I mean, th- really studying him, where he's going. You are right. The sky is the limit. And I, and I can't wait to get into that interview you had with him. He is uh, coming for the ROH TV title, which is currently held by Kenny King. But I absolutely expect at Supercard of Honor, Silas Young is going to reinvoke his rematch clause. And let me tell you what, if I'm Silas Young and I hear this interview... I think I might just throw that match because in Shane Taylor's own personal words, Silas Young has a very punchable face. And I don't think I want to be on the end of that right hand. Let's ask Keith Lee about that. But uh, let's let's talk about the ROH 16th anniversary show. Uh, we, We have some breaking news that actually literally just broke when we hit the record button. We have a huge women of honor match added to this show it's going to be part of the tournament and we're talking of course Tanel dashwood formerly known as emma taking on who we are now dubbing the american treasure brandy rhodes i am pumped for this match of all the matches inside the women of honor tournament rick this is the one i cannot wait to see well i'm gonna say you know this is our this is added we've we've already got on the pre-show We've got another Women of Honor match. You know, we've got some of the fine talents from, is it from Shine? Stardom. From Stardom that are going to be, you know, working for this live crowd here. Then you add this in here. I mean, this, these are two household names, you know, in, in the, within the world of professional wrestling. Uh, this is a pretty big marquee, a great pool for Ring of Honor. Uh, already adding to, add to a stat card. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing goes down. Uh, I mean, they've got, you know, you've got a lot riding here with Brandy Rhodes. She has the crossover appeal. Uh, she, she's she been busting her butt in that ring. She's been showing improvements. But, I mean, is it going to be enough to, you know, to take down a true professional one of the, the masters, the master technicians inside that ring in Dashwood? Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued in how this match is going to go um, because – when I first saw these brackets announced, I thought, oh my God, they are going to put Brandy Rhodes over in this entire tournament. And then once Tanel Dashwood was announced and I saw that she was on the same side of the bracket as uh, Brandy Rhodes, eh, I could see some benefit to having Tanel Dashwood in the finals. So I'm not really sure how this match is going to go. Hey, it, no matter the outcome here, I could see these two be a formidable force together moving forward i would really uh, this, like to this, see that this has money written all over it uh maybe they do some tie-ins you know with some bullet bullet club stuff maybe a couple cameos on being the elite you've got two of the most beautiful women in, in not just wrestling just from around the world here 
I, I think they can have something unique, something special going forward. But I do have to agree with you. I, I think Dashwood is your money going forward. Have her go all the way to the finals. I'm still I'm going to put my money on Dashwood versus Klein in the finals. I, I think that would be just a tremendous outing. See, and right now, as things stand, unless I hear that Dashwood has actually signed a contract with Ring of Honor rather than being paid on a per-appearance deal, I'm going with uh, your, your, your girl there versus Brandy. In, in the finals, Miss Klein. So you're versus, going Klein. Klein versus Rhodes. All, all kind of depending on the uh, Tanel Dashwood contract situation. So uh, let, let's talk about the matches that we did have announced for this show coming into the recording session. Uh, we have, I, this is kind of how I just assume the card is going to lay itself out. Uh, yeah, no, look, looking at the run here, I, I would pretty much have to agree with you. They usually have, you know, it's, you know, much like New Japan. There's like a rhyme or reason how they do things in Ring of Honor. Yep, yep. It's normally done very logically. I, I expect they're going to kick the show off with with a program that doesn't really have any kind of creative to it. It's going to be your dot, 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 dive. Holy shit, did they just do that? Welcome to Ring of Honor match. Uh, and of course, when I say welcome to Ring of Honor, you know, Flip Gordon, it has to be involved in the match. It's going to be Flip Gordon taking on the Los Ingobernables member, Hiromu Takahashi, hopefully accompanied by Daryl and Carol Takahashi, which are his stuffed cats, if you don't know. Uh, so Flip Gordon versus Hiromu, I expect this match is going to be... Please just keep it on the hard camera because there is going to be so much action going on in this match that if, if you try to go into individual camera shots, you're going to miss something. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those. This is this is why the indie crowd is there. This is going to this is get them buzzing to get the crowd upped and hyped. Uh, we're, we're probably going to get a little blend here, right? As well, probably maybe some energy. You know, the comedy spots, I see, I would say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, anytime Hiromu is involved in a match, there is definitely an outlet for comedy. Uh, the, the thing I am probably the most intrigued here, I absolutely expect Flip Gordon to win this match. With, with, with Hiromu just being the New Japan guy coming in for the match. I absolutely expect Flip to win the match. What, especially is, is you kind of how we would expect this card to kind of lay itself out? Uh, you know what, make sure you, you get the home the home kid over, you get that nice little Popeye home. And I don't mean he's from Vegas, but uh, the ring of honor talent over. Uh, you get that nice little pop. You get that good buzz going throughout throughout the audience. If you are not a regular New Japan pro wrestling watcher, you need to see this match. You need to see Hiromu Takahashi, and you need to see this guy work because he is something else. He is quickly gaining on Tyler Breeze on my favorite wrestler list. This guy is just incredible. And his character work, as far as playing somebody who is completely batshit crazy, I'm not even sure that he's playing a character at this point. I think Hiromu Takahashi might actually just be batshit crazy. Uh, speaking of guys that are batshit crazy, we have the Briscoes taking on the Motor City Machine Guns, the defending champions for the ROH Tag Team Championships. Uh, Rick, it ain't personal. It's just business. And the Briscoes coming for these titles. Well, you know, if it's if it's just business, I would hate to see it when these guys get personal with someone. Yep. Yeah, it's it's personal against everybody. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you know, if this is just how they handle their business, uh, make sure you, that you really don't push the envelope and truly 
truly piss these guys off. Uh, the Briscoes, they are back to doing what they do best. They are just absolutely vicious right now. Uh, they are bloodthirsty. As you said, though, it is business. They want the championships back. You, you almost got a feel for the guns here, but you know we have seen them in just you know in the last week or so. They're starting to show a little backbone. They still have some fight in them. They still are that tag team that was regarded at one time as the very best in the world. I got a feeling, you know, they're they're going to bring it together. They realize what they're up against, but they know their strengths. They're going to have a great game plan. This is going to be, I think, this is going to be a fun match for for all wrestling fans. You know, for if, no matter what style you like, I think you're going to get a little bit of it here. Yep, yep. And uh, in talking with uh, Shane Taylor, uh, he actually just recently had a match with Jay Briscoe. And uh, we were talking about it and Shane Taylor said, you know, there's not too many guys that can match his intensity. Jay Briscoe's one of them. It, man, they, Jay Briscoe is just functioning ever since he had that ROH world title run. It's like Jay Briscoe figured out something on the stick and he is cutting some of the best promos in all of professional wrestling. Well, that, you know, it's. That promo he cut when he said uh, the, the, it, the problem is people forgot promo is one of the best promos I've heard in probably five years. I think it really, it comes down to, you hear this time and time again from, you know, if you, if you really, what you can, if you really love professional wrestling and you want to get an understanding, you know, you, you learn with your ears instead of what you see. And when you hear people that have been there that have seen true success, they'll constantly tell you, you're, you're constantly learning. It's a step-by-step, but then you get to a point where someone really believes in you, gives you that opportunity, and then it clicks for you. And that's what happened with him during that championship run. It all came together. It was almost of, you know like he finally really understood how this game worked, and he's been at another level since then. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Briscoe is one dude I just would not want to mess with. I would not want to mess with that guy. Uh, th- then we have, they're not calling it a fight without well, honor. Uh, I was going to say, though, before, you know, before we jump out of there, I mean, where do you see this thing ending? Oh, I think the Briscoes are taking these titles. I absolutely think the Briscoes are taking uh, these I'm, titles. I am on the other end of the spectrum here, then, from you. Really? Uh, I, th- I think I, I think the, the machine guns are really going to feel it here. This is, this is going to be a bad night for them. But I think they survive with, with their titles. Uh, I don't think you by any, by any means we consider it a victory. It's going to be a survival for them. I, I don't, but I think it's just going to make the Briscoes more, more bloodthirsty more hungry to get after them. And we're going to see this thing continue. So what you get a beat down after the match and that leads to Briscoes versus machine guns again at Supercard of honor. Is that kind of what you're thinking? That, that's where I'm going. And I think there we're, we're going to be, we're going to be treated to a, to a very special kind of high stake setup between these two. Yeah, because there, there's already two uh, street fights, grudge matches on this show, and I could absolutely see the Machine Guns and the Briscoes having uh, some some sort of a street fight in New Orleans. I could very easily see that happening. Uh, the, then we have it. They're not calling it a fight without honor, but they are calling it a grudge match. Uh, this is going to be Cody versus Matt Taven for the Ring of Honor. It's, it's not an official stake because it's not an official championship, 
But we all know this is Cody coming to get his ring back. But I'm very curious to see how this thing is going to go down. Who is going to be supporting Kenny? Is anybody going to be supporting Kenny? Because you know the kingdom is going to be united. Hey, uh, for, before we actually jump into the match, I want to get your opinion on this, though. Uh, Taven, get a little heat from some of the sparks out there in the uh, internet wrestling community. You know, he recently, during an interview, I, I personally loved what he had to say. You know, he had the, at the right attitude. He stood up for his promotion, uh, but pretty much came out and said that NXT is nothing more than Ring of Honor light. Did you pick up on this story? I did pick up on the story, and when I look at the NXT roster, it's kind of hard to dispute, really. Well, you, you, you know, so many defenders of the NXT product, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's jealous that, that they don't want him there. WWE has the production. They, they've made these guys into bigger stars. You know, to, to me, shit all over that. The only thing that's really holds true that you can argue for NXT is, yeah, they've got they've got the backing of of the WWE, where, which actually puts more importance on you know that wrestling aspect. Uh, Sinclair could buy WWE five, ten times over, but right. you know, to them, you know, Ring of Honor is it's that great. It's content filler. That it's it's a great product to have on your shelf. There. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's almost like an investment property for Sinclair well, Broadcasting. But even even in that sense, though, even dealing with that, Ring of Honor itself, man, it has grown substantially uh, just here in the, in the last couple of years. It's some of the absolute best freaking wrestling. It's one of the best products you're going to get out there. Now, and I know they, they get a lot of, you know, you know, get you know, a lot of downside from their production. Personally, I love it. I kind of like that, you know, that throwback, gritty kind of feel to the product. It, it's got that EC dub kind of feel to it, you know, where you're not in the giant arenas and everything doesn't necessarily look pristine. I like my pro wrestling a little bit dirty, you know. Hey, I hey, I've been to both shows. I, I love going to an NXT event, but still for my money to really get that feel that traditional feel that that little bit of gritty would to me what pro wrestling should be it's hard to beat the ring of honor experience but you know it's also one of those things where we have talked about on the show before where ring of honor was down there for a little bit but you know ring of honor has reloaded and and that's what ring of honor has done now for 16 years how many times have we thought roh was going to be dead in the water because they lost so and so Oh, so-and-so moved on to the WWE. Oh, they lost Brian Danielson. Oh, they lost Samoa Joe. Oh, Tyler Black is gone. Well, that's what you do as a, as a, as a great franchise in their position. Yep. They give people opportunities, and they just got to seize them. Now I guess we can actually get into the match. <laughs> so Cody versus Matt Taven for the Ring of Honor. How do you think this thing's going to play out? I, I, I'm very intrigued where this is on the card. I, of course, have this as the first Bullet Club match on the show, which I think is important because, you know, Marty Skrull has a match coming up later that he's getting ready for. The Young Bucks have a match coming up later that they're getting ready for. Hangman, on down the line. And Taven's going to have some henchmen for, you know. Of course, he'll have the kingdom. He's got the kingdom there. So, you know, Cody's going to be facing the numbers here. If I'm if I'm laying out this card, I agree with you 100%. I think the best for storytelling purposes is to have this go first because it's 
you know, where are the other Bullet Club members? You know, they've got their other matches. They've got big matches on the lot, you know, on this show. They've got a lot at stake themselves. They really can't be overly involved in what Cody has going on. But you would think, but you would think though, going into this, Cody shouldn't just be assuming, especially since he's been left hanging in over the last couple of weeks where, you know, they weren't at the arena or, you know, such and such. Uh, circumstances come about. Cody's got to be thinking ahead here, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got to have a trick up his sleeve. He has to. There has to be some kind of trick here. Uh, he, here's what I'm intrigued by: is does this match just go down and like you know the Bucks come out with Cody or something, or does this end up being where Cody goes over with the help of the Bullet Club, but in order to do so. Marty takes a beating and then Marty loses later on in the night and the bucks take a beating and the bucks lose later on in the night. And so all of a sudden in helping Cody get back his pretend championship, Marty Skrull has lost being number one contender and the hung bucks have lost their world six man tag team titles, but Cody's got the ring of honor. Bullet club is fine. When I think what you, and you really, how you twist that. I, I love the direction you're going there, I think that is a hell of a story. And and to add to it, you know what? The the really, we always get a cocky Cody, but it's been a little overbearing as of as of late. So I could even see him where you got Scroll and the Hung Bucks, you know, really upset over this, but Cody doesn't even acknowledge it. Almost like you know he's almost blind to it because in the the end result. Is that he's still on top? Exactly, and that's Which, the key. He he doesn't even acknowledge. And that's even worse than you know him coming out and saying, you know, man, it sucks that this happened, and almost trying to be apologetic for it. What really puts it over the top is that he is, like I said, completely blind to what he happened, to what he caused. He got his championship back that he made for himself that nobody else observes, and that's all that Cody is concerned with is making himself look good. That's the story I would tell. Hey, even to further this a little bit more to, you know, throw some more salt in the wounds of, you know, potential of a scroll in the hung bucks. If Brandy also goes over and you've got Cody and, you know, his, his precious wife, the roads stand tall, but bullet club is down. Right. Where, you know, it, that, that follow up episode of being the elite kind of becomes about them, man, you've got some real heat building there. Yeah, I think that I think that's some good stuff. I think that's some good stuff. Uh, Punishment Martinez takes on Marty Skrull. This is a, a for a future shot at the ROH World Title. They're not calling it a number one contenders match, but it's basically a number one contenders match. Um, I originally had kind of wanted Marty to win this match, but with the creative that I just laid out for you with uh, Cody, I kind of want Punishment Martinez to win this thing now. Like I said, I absolutely love the creative direction that you kind of pitched there. Uh, but even before that, I was more leaning towards Martinez. And, and that character is so it, it's so warped and wicked, man. It's just one of those it's one of those traditionally cool, you know, character like I you just can't help but kind of you're drawn to it but creeped out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Really like what punishment Martinez is doing right now. He really seems like he has gotten that lock on that character, that switch that we were talking about that Jay Briscoe found punishments getting real damn close to it. 
well, real and I, close. And I, and I tell you why, I've, I've really given him, I'm not, I'm not knocking Marty's character work right now. Though the villain is one of the hottest acts in all professional wrestling. The, I mean, the praise that is coming in, you know, from absolute legends for the mark, the work that that Marty's putting in is unbelievable. But you know, sometimes you book for the setting, and you've got. Uh, Super Card of Honor down there, WrestleMania weekend, going head-to-head against NXT. You're in that New Orleans area. Man, that Punishment Martinez character down there in voodoo country, man, oh, it just yeah. speaks to me. Yeah. It, it just screams the set. It's the perfect setting. Uh, and then, you know, in, it's the exact opposite. It's like that yin and yang. It's so different. It's the perfect complement for, for Castle and what he brings. For that show. I'm also a little afraid of Marty's position inside of Ring of Honor right now because this is one of those things. Would you rather be champion or would you rather be over? Because the Marty Skrull character does not need a championship. Marty Skrull is over. And he might be so over that he just doesn't need a title at this point. Which is not a bad place to be. But sometimes, you know, yeah, it would be nice if Marty was champ, but he doesn't need it. And I think with, you know, with all the other dynamics going on, it just doesn't really, it doesn't fit the mold right now. Yeah. And, and Marty and Marty is so good with his hands in, in so many other areas. Yep. Yep. Bullet Club's back. All right. He can truly, I mean, Marty's one of those guys you can have out there and he can juggle three or four things and he's over with all of them. Uh, that then we have the hung bucks versus SoCal uncensored in a Vegas street fight. This is where, uh, I want to throw over to the Shane Taylor interview. We talk a bit about this match, of course, because he has been a, uh, a vital part of this program, uh, in his attacks on uh, hangman page, his attacks on Marty Skrull, of course, everything going on with the, uh, the young bucks. So we, we, we explore some possibilities of, uh, potential coming out of this, uh, SoCal uncensored versus hung bucks. Uh, if there's going to be any ramifications for bullet club, we talk about Keith Lee. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you what we talk about anymore. I'm just going to let you hear it. Enjoy the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming at this time from the mean streets of East Cleveland, Ohio, but coming to us by the way of the heart of Texas, you may know him as former two-time Wildcat Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, as a former VIP Tag Team Champion, as one half of the Pretty Boy Killers, well, formerly one half of the Pretty Boy Killers, as the enforcer of The Rebellion. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the problem solver of Ring of Honor, notorious Shane Taylor. Mr. Taylor, thank you very much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me a little bit here about uh, ring of honors upcoming 16th anniversary show thank you for having me that was a hell of an introduction i appreciate that i i, I do my homework man i do my homework uh i see researching uh, uh before we jump into some of the uh, current event stuff uh why don't we get folks uh who may not be too familiar with your body of work uh, a little bit more familiar i understand that you were a collegiate wrestler uh where did you go mm-hmm. to school at I went to a school just outside of Pittsburgh uh, in a town called Slippery Rock. I went to Slippery Rock University. It's a D2 school. Um, rest- I wrestled there and uh, was an academic All-American there. So 
you know, I'm not I'm not just a dumb jock. I uh, pretty pretty smart guy. Um, and um, yeah, man, had, I had a great time. Uh, college was a blast, um, and ultimately, you know, got what got what I needed from there, and knew that uh, the nine to five cubicle life was not for me. Uh, so. Uh, I decided to put everything I had into chasing my dreams and my passion. And uh, 10 years later, here we are. How long have you been watching pro wrestling? Ever since you were a little kid? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, growing up, uh, that used to be the thing in, in our family. We, they would order the pay-per-views. Not, not all of them, but, you know, because we, uh, we were pretty broke. But the ones we, we, we would probably watch three or four a year. And we would all get together like, you know, all the households would come together and, and have like a big uh, wrestling party. So uh, to watch those w- was really cool. And then uh, what what solidified it for me was when my dad took me to uh, the Richfield Coliseum. And I want to say it was like maybe 93, uh, something like that. Um, and I watched Carrie Von Erich against the Warlord. Uh, and I know when most people say like what got them into wrestling, you think Ric Flair, you think Hulk Hogan, you think all these guys, but no, Carrie Von Erich versus the warlord was the match that like once I, they went to a double count out and the place absolutely just went bonkers. People were throwing stuff and the whole, like I just sat there as a kid and I couldn't throw anything cause my dad would beat my ass, but he was uh, like, I, I just looked and saw, I was like, man, nobody knows these guys. And look at the reaction that that they're getting out of these people. Like, I want to do, I want to do that. Whatever they're doing is what I want to do. So, uh, that's that's the uh, that's the uh, inspirational story. That's awesome, man. I know you were uh, you were trained by J Rock and uh, Raymond mm-hmm. Rowe of uh, War Machine. How did you meet those mm-hmm. guys? Uh, Ray, I actually met uh, when I was in high school. Our schools wrestled each other uh he went to saint ignatius in, in cleveland and one of the private schools there you know their athletics are top notch uh and I, I i met him in a tournament um and i happened to you know to to go that route he won you know i i was sick that day so it is what it is um and uh, yeah and then like a few years later once i left college uh I was messaging J-Rock because I was going back to the Cleveland area. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time and just trying to figure out, you know, I, I had been to a few independent shows, uh, the International Wrestling Cartel out out that way. And I knew him and Ray Rowe were, uh, were on that. Um, so after just sort of like reaching out and then linking up, um, they saw that um, I was coachable and that I was a pretty decent guy. And so, uh, so they agreed to sort of bring me in. I tell you what, man, if high school wrestling out there has got guys like you and Raymond Rowe, I'm happy that I grew up in Illinois because, uh, I ain't messing with all that. Man, the Midwest, like Ohio PA, like we produce some of the best wrestlers in the country. Like I've beaten state champions from like, and I've never, I never won states in, in Ohio and I smashed state champions from other states from vermont killed them from texas killed them florida killed them like so the guys that we have in ohio it's a whole nother level well now i I, you debuted in 2007 
uh, obviously yes. with the uh, collegiate wrestling background. How long were you training before you debuted? Uh, I want to say about six to eight months, uh, maybe a year. Um, and that was just, you know, just getting down the conditioning and, um, it's, it's pretty much hand in hand the way amateur wrestling and pro and pro wrestling go together. Uh, but for me, it was more just figuring out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to bring, uh, to professional wrestling everybody wants to be an amateur wrestler and do all that stuff and while i had while i had and do have the skill set i wanted to be different you know um i appreciate everything that comes with that but to me a punch in the mouth is way more exciting than a you know than a fireman's carry so um that's that's what i really wanted to focus on with my striking and and take advantage of the fact that i've been boxing since i was five years old so um really wanted to incorporate things like that well that explains the uh the stiff right hand we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your stiff right hand here here, here in a second yeah. uh one, one other thing i wanted to talk about before we got it a little bit into some current events is what's going on inside of ring of honor uh we have a lot mm -hmm. of close friends currently that are working with uh the stevie richards fitness program and i wanted to ask you about your transformation uh, your weight loss since I first saw your work has been incredible. In a recent interview, I read uh, that you were down from 385 to 315 on a quest to get into that 275, 280 range. Uh, how's that going for you? And that what changed? Was it just was it diet? Was it something that you changed in your training? Was it just a, a philosophy change? How, how do you uh, go about oh. that kind of drastic transformation? Right. Uh, first off, shout out to Stevie Richards, you know, awesome guy. Anything he does, people should fully support because he's an amazing individual. Uh, secondly, yeah, man. Um, and 385 was when I started to weigh myself. So I, I had lost a little bit of weight before that. So I have no idea where I actually started. Uh, but um, it, it's been a comma. It's been a combination of a lot of things, uh, changing my my diet. Um going with different styles of training in the gym, uh, focusing less on heavy weight and then just kind of doing more, uh, uh, lighter weights with, with, with a faster pace and less break to kind of maintain that, that, that sort of cardio while I, while I lift. Um, and, and then there's, there's a sub, there's a supplement that I take, uh, that I'm going to talk about, uh, pretty soon. Um, that I, I just partnered with a group called Red Rocket Sports Science. Um, and uh, one of the fat burners that they have, along with everything else that I've been doing, is, uh, is a big key to, help, to helping me keep the weight off and for me losing it in, in the first place. So um, that I'll get to at, at a later point uh, probably this month once we announce all that. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's just been, you know, um, uh, lot, lot of changes and a lot of hard work and really more just, uh, me knowing that I, I only have so long to do this. We, we, we all do. Uh, so I wanted to make sure, uh, that I use my time to, uh, to its fullest. 
you know, and anything that I can do to extend my career, then I will. Well, it's absolutely paying off for you, man. And it's, it's evidently been paying off in some more uh, TV time as well. Some higher ups have been taking notice as well. Uh, let's get in a little bit to your Ring of Honor career. Uh, you, you debuted with Ring of Honor in uh, 2015, but actually signed with Ring of Honor in January of 2017. So you've been with the company for a little over a year now. Uh, when mm-hmm. you first burst on the scene, you were uh, a part of the tag team division. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not ask, uh, w- would you like to address what happened at VIP Wrestling in Dallas uh, Sunday night with your longtime tag partner, Keith Lee? <laughs> I mean, the tape speaks for itself and my words speak for themselves. You know, like, like I said then, we were on a mission to change this business and change the world together, to conquer the world together. And while uh, I'm very happy that he got, you know, the the uh, the notoriety and, and the fame and all the success that he did, you know, people act like he did it by himself. People just like just like the way people act like Jordan won six rings by himself. You know, he didn't. Like if it wasn't for Scotty. Jordan wouldn't be Jordan. He would just be another guy, you know, and for as great as Keith Lee is, people need to understand and not just other wrestlers, but other promoters, other talent, other, other fans. Everybody needs to know that the reason he gets to be limitless is because I'm the one taking care of everything else. You know, he gets to shine because I'm making sure that everybody else is laid out. I'm doing the dirty work. He gets to be, you know, he gets to be the hero, you know, in in today's era of social media and and flash and instant gratification. That's what people are drawn to, you know, three pointers, dunks, you know, home runs, all of that. I am line up in the eye formation, five yards of carry, you know, move the chains it's going to be a grind, but it's, it's effective. That's me, you know? So I just wanted, you know, I wanted to let him know that it wasn't appreciated and let the world know that when he's ready and he's at his best, we're going to fight and I'm going to, uh, I'm, and I'm going to prove my point. It was, uh, quite the statement. It was quite the statement. Uh, As I I said earlier, you've really been picking up some steam here uh, in the singles division now, Um, and I I know that you have your eyes currently set on the Ring of Honor TV title. Uh, The last I knew, that is currently around the waist of your former Rebellion brother, Kenny King. Uh, How how is the relationship between uh, you and Kenny these days? Is it just business, or uh, is there maybe a couple of scores to settle uh, left over from the Rebellion as well? There's, I have no problem with Kenny King. Uh, Kenny King is like a big brother to me, uh, the same way that Raymond Rowe is. Um, he has looked out for me since I've been in, in ROH. He took me into the rebellion. You know, he recruited me himself. He's he's done nothing but, you know, give me advice. You know, in Ring of Honor, outside of of ROH, as far as, you know, training and branding and and things of that sort. Um, so there's no animosity there, but we are both highly competitive individuals. And, you know, if there's anybody that's going to get my 100% game, it's going to be Kenny King because not only do I want to prove that, 
all of the time he spent hel- helping me wasn't in vain, but I also want what he has, which is that Ring of Honor TV title. Um, he's been able to do some great things and, and become a household name, um, you know, not just with wrestling, but with, you know, TV in general. Uh, so when it comes to that, there's really nothing left, you know, to be said, except when we know that we have to square up, it's, you know, lace them up tight because we're about to go to war. Of course, I assume uh, Silas Young will also be uh, invoking his rematch clause soon, uh, potentially at Supercard of Honor. Uh, do mm. you have any preference? Who would take the title at that time? Who would you would prefer to face uh, for the ROH TV title? Uh, it, it would depend on the mood that I was in that day. I, I guess if I was pissed off, I, I guess I would want to rather take my frustration out on, on Silas Young. And he's got a very punchable face. Um, and But if I was looking to go out there and, and steal the show and make a statement, um, then it would be Kenny King. You know, both guys are incredible talents. Uh, there's a reason that they are, they are both, you know, that they've both been champion. Um, and my next goal is to show that, uh, that I belong in that conversation and that I belong um, in, in that picture. Uh, not only that title picture, but every title picture, uh, whether that's the ROH world title or the tag titles or the six man titles, it doesn't matter. Um, I want it all in Ring of Honor. And I, I want to be uh, one of those guys that you can look back, you know, when I'm done and go, he accomplished everything. And that's what I want to be. I'm curious, uh, I, I, in looking at some of your recent matches, I, I saw that you've been working with, with legends like Jay Briscoe. Uh, recently, you worked with uh, Hiroki Goto of New Japan at the uh, Toronto Global Wars show. Uh, that, that's got to be a different level of competition. What's it, what's it like working with legends like that? What do you learn from working with a legend like that? You learn exactly what you just said, that there's different levels to this game. Um when I was in there with Jay Briscoe, there's very few people that match or exceed my intensity, but he's one of them. And you know when you, when when you sign on the dotted line for that match, what you're what you're going to get and what to expect. And he's every bit as tough as he says he is, and that he's shown for the last 15 years in Ring of Honor. Um, he he his his motor doesn't stop. The dude can take a hell of a beating, and he can dish one out. So. Um, Guys that bring that sort of street fight slugfest mentality out of me are, while it hurts like hell, you know, those are the matches that I enjoy because I know that I'm getting their best. There's no, you know, there's no fanciness. There's no, you know, there's no finesse. It's just straight up, you know, let, let's stand here and go toe to toe and see who the better man is. And that's, and that's a lot of the same with Hiro Gigoto as well, you know, um, but even more so with, with him, he has the ability to absorb so much punishment and continue to keep going. It, and that's that can sort of get in your head as you're fighting him because you're giving this man everything you got and he's just moving forward. Like <laughs> So uh, it, it's trying to figure out either A, a way to put him out early or a way to conserve energy enough and sustain an attack that's going to keep him down. But um, not too many people have figured out how to do that. No, not too many. Not too many. I'm, I'm a big New Japan fan. And, and when I saw this Hiroki Goto versus Shane, I have to see this. This is going to be a fight. 
Man, mm. was it a fight. If you haven't seen that match, ladies and gentlemen, look that one up. Global Wars in Toronto. Fantastic match. Uh, so so let's talk a little bit about Friday night. It's coming to us from Sam's Town in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Ring of Honor's 16th anniversary show available on pay-per-view and Ring of Honor's new streaming service, Honor Club. Uh, you can find more information on that by visiting rohwrestling.com. Uh, number one, uh, I the way this in- interview actually came about is I had emailed Joe Coff because uh, as a Sinclair employee myself, I was curious, is there any sort of employee discount, you know, for, for Honor Club, you know, hook a brother up. Do, do you guys get right. a hook up you, on Honor Club? You would think, right? But you I would don't think. Know. You I would mean, think. Like, like I was, I, I think I had already signed up for the site and I think, and I think that's sort of its own thing. So I kind of got, you know, greased through, but that that's a good point to bring up. I'd, I would uh, bring bring that up at the next meeting. Yeah, yeah. Why, see what they do. why don't you do that for me? Get back to me on that one. See, see, see if yeah. you know we can get a, a hookup here at Hameen Media. Uh, so, what does it mean to you to be part of such a historic event as the 16th anniversary of Ring of Honor Pro Wrestling? I mean, it, it's it's absolutely hum- it's absolutely humbling. It's incredible when you think about uh, wrestling companies in general how difficult it is for them to not only get started but to stick around um and then even less can flourish and then even less can do it for five years or 10 years or 15 years you know you have a company now uh like ring of honor that has done that and produced star after star after star and they're only getting bigger they continue to grow they continue to add pieces they continue to uh transform themselves uh, every year, you know, whether guys come in or guys leave, uh, there is no drop off of talent. There is no drop off of, of performance. Um, it, it, it it's incredible. It's kind of like, and as much as I hate to say it, when you watch a team like the Patriots, that no matter who they have, they're just kind of always good all the time. And uh, and that's what Ring of Honor does. And and to be a part of the 16th anniversary of this company. Um, it, it it's cliche to say it's a dream come true, but it really is. R- Ring of Honor doesn't rebuild. Ring of Honor reloads, and I think Shane Taylor is a is a fine example of that. Uh, let's Absolutely. let's let's talk a little bit about your involvement here, leading up to the uh, 16th anniversary. Uh, since the rebellion split, you've had a a a bit of a change of attitude, some would say, mm-hmm. and and and. You've been involved a bit here with this SoCal Uncensored versus the Hung Bucks feud. Uh, what what exactly is the relationship between Shane Taylor and SoCal Uncensored? That's very simple. There is no relationship between SoCal Uncensored and Shane T- and Shane Taylor. This is a business deal between myself and scorpio sky and christopher daniels and frankie kazarian you know um i've made no bones about it over the last few months if guys are willing to pay me what i want i'll be willing to take out their opponents for them or you know uh, do what needs to be done um, in order to help them advance their agenda now christopher daniels being one of the smartest guys in the business as he likes to say um he understands the numbers game. He understands uh, that it is imperative that you have a game plan. 
and when you look at guys like like the Bullet Club, they have the numbers. So it would only make sense for him to um, sort of try to even the odds as much as much, much as he can, or stack the deck in his favor. That's where I come in. Um, you know, he had his match with Hangman Page. Hangman Page got the win, but it wasn't about just that night. You know, it's not just about the battle. It's about the war. And if their goals are those titles, then um, he's going to want uh, his opponents to be less than 100% going into that match. So uh, after I rock Page in his jaw and put him to sleep, I'd say uh, I earned my money. I, I, I would say that you have. Uh, and, and this also goes back. Uh, I, I also remember you uh, taking out one Mr. Marty Skrull. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of uh, SoCal Uncensored. And then, of course, on uh, last week's uh, Ring of Honor TV, uh, you and one Mr. Bully Ray seem to uh, uh, share a bit of a moment on on mm-hmm. your way to the back after the uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, Adam Page match. Uh, d- do you have anything to say to uh, one Mr. Bully Ray going into 16th anniversary? Do I have anything to say to Bully Ray? Uh, listen, I, I respect Bully Ray for everything he's done and for who he is. Um, but at the same time, I'm not one of the guys that he's used to being in the locker rooms with. I'm not one of the guys that he's used to intimidating. I'm not one of the guys that he's used to looking down to. Uh, and my advice to him would be to do what he's doing, stay in his lane, and we won't have any problems. But, you know, I'm not really the guy to test when it comes to stuff like that. And uh, if he's if he's in better health, he should want to keep that. Uh, in looking at your body of work, I think there's uh, one match that really stands out to me right now as a Shane Taylor dream match for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I, I should have revealed this to you earlier. I'm, I'm actually a Bullet Club guy. Too sweet. <laughs> um, but, but you know, there, there, there's... There's one match out there that I think I would absolutely love to see, given your your current issues with Bullet Club. Uh, mm. How how about can we get Bad Luck Fale versus Shane Taylor? I would love to see that match. That is my Shane Taylor dream match right now. Listen, I'm a fan of Fale. You know, like like I said, I watch and I study tape. And one of the things that I've been doing, kind of my my whole life, is gathering game plans for guys that, you know, I I may end up in the ring with at some point. And I feel like it's just a matter of time before I'm in the ring with, with, with Fale somewhere. Um, and as far as, you know, as far as I, I see it, he's the baddest man that new Japan has to offer, you know? Uh, and I would like to say the same thing about myself here in ring of honor. So, I feel like it's it's uh I, I I feel like there's the the two paths are gonna cross at some point. It's just a matter of when, uh, and any time you know I'll I'll let them know right 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 now. Fale, Tama, Tonga Loa, let your boy know. Any of the young bucks or any of the other Bullet Club want to throw this his way, 
I'm down to throw hands anytime you are, big man. So we'll so we'll see. I would gladly pay 999 yen to see that fight. <laughs> uh, so so after an action-packed first year in Ring of Honor, uh, Shane, what is the goal for 2018? And when we have this same conversation one year from now, what are we going to be talking about going into Ring of Honor's 17th anniversary? We're going to talk about the fact that 2018 was a year that was dominated by Shane Taylor. It was a year in which I broke out from the pack. It was a year in which I stepped up onto a worldwide stage and proved that Shane Taylor belongs in the same conversation with the guys like Jay Briscoe, with guys like Jay Lethal, uh, with Dalton Castles, with all the main event players that we have in Ring of Honor. Um, my entire athletic life, I've been a starter. I, I, I don't... I don't sit on anybody's bench. I don't ride anybody's sideline. That's not who I am. I'm a big game player, um, and I, I'm a big shot maker and a big shot taker. So um, I, I've always been of the mindset that I need to be in the game. Uh, that's that's how I learn. That's how I get better. That's how I improve. And if you want me to hit home runs for you, I can't do it from the bench. I have to play. Uh, so. Um, that's going to be my focus in 2018 is putting myself in position to get put in the game. And when I get put in the game to make sure uh, without a shadow of a doubt that I deliver each and every single time. I, I, I have one more question. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask in looking back at some names throughout your past, mm-hmm. I'm seeing names like EC three, Adam mm-hmm. Cole, Raymond Rowe, mm-hmm. Steve Carino, rumors of Keith Lee. Is there any interest at some point in making a move to WWE, NXT, or is Ring of Honor where you really want to be going forward to establish the legacy of Shane Taylor? I have said from the gate since I walked into those doors that I would love to be a Ring of Honor lifer like a Jay Briscoe, like a Mark Briscoe. Um, I would love to be the guy that for the next 15 years can carry this company on my back and improve to the world that, uh, that, that world-class talent, uh, is what ring of honor is all about. Nothing would make me happier than to be able to do that. Um, now business wise, you know, a- anything can happen, you know, it is what it is. That's 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 the industry. But um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I love being in ring in Ring of Honor. I love the schedule it allows me to have. I love the time with my family that I'm able to have, uh, and I make a good living. Um, so as far as I'm, I'm concerned, man, I was a poor kid from Cleveland. I'm already I'm good, you know. Um, but with that being said. Um, With guys that I know, like EC3, like, like Ray Monroe, it would be really cool to be on one of those, you know, crazy stages, you know, fighting him and just to think back like, man, you know, this is where we're at now versus, you know, 2007, you know, so, you, you know, never say never. You, you, you have no idea what this life or what this business is going to bring to you tomorrow. Uh, and while... 
I look forward to uh, on on some sort of worldwide stage or international stage uh, getting in there with Raymond Rowe again. Um, we'll see, you know. But right now, I'm happy in ROH. Uh, Shane, how do people get in touch with you via social media, online, for bookings, anything that you would like to plug or put over at this time? Fantastic. Uh, I just want to thank you guys again for all the love and support. Um, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor. Please give me a follow there. Uh, Also, uh, if you want to buy some merchandise, it'd be greatly appreciated. Please go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor putting up brand new designs all the time. So go check those out. Um, Also, if if you're a big fan of ROH or you just want to support me, um, there's a I have a T-shirt in the ROH Pro Shop as well, ROHWrestling.com. Go to the merch section and pick up my Knockouts for Everybody T-shirt. Would truly appreciate that. Um, And again, I just want to thank you guys again um, for 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 bookings. You know, uh, please email NotoriousShane at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for an incredible 10 years so, so far, and I'm looking forward to the next 10. Catch Mr. Shane Taylor this Friday night on pay-per-view and at ROHWrestling.com. Sign up for the Honor Club. Catch him at the 16th anniversary this Friday night at Samstown, Las Vegas, Nevada. Shane, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Rick, what do you think? Are we going hung bucks or are we going SoCal uncensored? Uh even before the interview, even before the interview, I thought SoCal was going over. And now after the interview, I am convinced SoCal Uncensored is going over in this program. Yeah, I, I want to say first, you know, hat tip to you. You know, you, hey, you knew the questions to ask. You knew where to go with it. Uh, props to you, my friend. Great interview. But hey, man, well, hey, what an incredible personality there with Shane Taylor. Yeah, I'm really sorry that we couldn't get you on the call. We had some technical issues with uh, inside of the Skype machine with contact requests and using mobile apps and Windows and Apples. And so we could only have one of us on the call. I'm really sorry that you missed out on that, man. But, uh, you know, we, we, we did talk a little bit off air. Uh, maybe that bad luck Fale versus Shane Taylor match happens. Maybe it happens at all in. And uh, me and you, we're going to go out and we're going to go out drinking with uh, Shane Taylor. How's that sound to you? Hey, you know that that's perfect to me. I was just glad, you know, that we were able to to get through the issues we had, uh, secure the secure the interview, get it in the can, man. And and now we've we've got a great new friend of the show. Uh, and and I like I said before, this guy, man, he's got some talent. Great dude. He, he's going to be a big player, and he and he very well could be a a huge deciding factor in this street fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly where my brain went. It was like, man, you know, yeah, it's three on three. And yeah, there's some other Bullet Club guys there. But Shane Taylor shows up. Man, I'm telling you, Shane Taylor versus the Young Bucks. My money's on Shane Taylor. And 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 there's so much going on within this anniversary show. There's there's so many storylines that are trying together. Uh, developments layering on top of one another. It really is hard to tell what direction they're going to go here. But like you know, like we we're saying, the Hung Bucks they might be spent by the time they get to their own match. 
Well, and I think the other aspect of this story is it's just better business with this SoCal Uncensored versus Ring of Honor story that's going on here if they take these titles. Well, I think, you know, coming in here, uh, Mr. Koff, the head of Ring of Honor, he has appointed Bully Ray the enforcer of Ring of Honor. Uh, Essentially, he is filling an authority figure role here, but he's made it quite clear that when he was hired, the objective... And the target was SoCal Uncensored. Uh, they've been going back with management. They, they've wanted to leave. They wanted to destroy Ring of Honor. So in turn, you know, Ring of Honor management said, you know what? Why we have you locked down, we are going to make, you know, we're going to make your life's here pure hell. And they've, they've been pretty successful at that up to this point. I mean, I can't think of a more fitting, you know, turn and a big middle finger back at Ring of Honor management then so Cal and Censor to walk away here with this gold. Uh, speaking of Bully Ray, if Bully Ray would like to uh, join the show and uh, address uh, Mr. Shane Taylor and uh, what he had to say about Bully Ray, uh, you know, about how he should just stay in his lane and stay out of uh, Shane Taylor's way. Uh, Bully Ray, you know, you, you can feel free, man. Call me up. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. We'll make that happen. If you would like to address uh, that, that, issue uh let's talk about dalton castle versus jay lethal for the roh world championship rick i i I really want jay lethal to turn heel i really want jay lethal to take this title off of dalton castle and be the heel champion be the face of ring of honor i just don't think it's happening yeah i'm with you i think that they they are set on continuing with this castle experiment I know it, it really gets to you as a true Ring of Honor purist to see them shift a bit more towards the sports entertainment aspect. Uh, but again, I'm going to go back. I just think it fits the setting a little more in New Orleans, down in the Bayou of Louisiana. The pageantry uh, of it. That punishment versus castle, the meeting of those characters. It, it just it That vibe does something for me for Supercard. Uh, but I... I even if Dalton retains here, I hope that they're, you know, that the big one of the big stories coming out of this show is that we've got a transformation from Jay Lethal. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you though, if that is the case, uh, Castle he gets out of here with his championship. Where do you see Lethal going? I mean, what is next for him? I want to see Evil Jay Lethal versus Marty Skrull. Marty, you turned me into this. You wanted it. You wanted heel Jay Lethal? Well, you're going to get it. Because we've been saying forever now, Marty's playing the villain, but is over as a babyface like crazy. A babyface Marty Skrull versus a true heel Jay Lethal. Basically the exact opposite of what we had at Final Battle. I think that's the program I want to see going forward for the summer. Well, I, I can get down with that 100%. I, I, I like your vision there. You know, after this, this, I, I guess I won't want to say like humiliating defeat, but I mean, a very rough loss for Lethal, who again was so close to the Ring of Honor Championship, finally at his breaking point. Then maybe we see like an unprovoked, uh, a blindside uh, on scroll where it's, you know what? You did this. You wanted it. You're going to be the first to pay for this. Yep. That's that's the story I want to see. That's the Jay Lethal I want to see. 
absolutely. And and I think Marty is the kind of character that could just relish in it. Like, yes, I have broken Jay Lethal. And I now that I have broken your mind and your spirit, I'm going to actually break Jay Lethal. I could even see like going another direction there with Marty because he's like we were saying, he he's a juggler. He can handle so many different things, present himself in some different fashions. I, I wouldn't even mind like if he gets to a point where he even realizes like, uh-oh, what did I do? And maybe on a couple of like the being the elite episodes where we got a little side story where Marty's a little paranoid about about lethal showing up at it anywhere to attack him like that again. Oh, I would love to see that. And, 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 you know, have everybody just telling Marty, Marty, you're paranoid, Marty, you're paranoid. But then every episode you actually see Jay lethal or you, you get there some kind yeah, or something that is like so over the top where, you know, it's like meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Marty's like, he's like, they're cutting, he's out in public. Uh, like they're sitting in a booth and, one booth over there happens to be a, a bald black guy and Marty just goes over and starts attacking him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just some random show. bald black guy. Unfortunately, one of those bald black guys is Shane Taylor and he just destroys Marty's girl. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I know, I know it would pop you, you know, just it, the bald black, the, the bald black guy is a uh, LeVar ball. Oh, yes. Chicken wing me some LeVar ball, chicken wing on LeVar ball. There uh, we go. Rick, anything else that you wanted to comment on when it comes to ROH's 16th anniversary? Uh, Ring of Honor, take my $120. Uh, and, I, and I hope in doing so that you are happy knowing that you have most likely taken money out of one Vincent K. McMahon's pocket. In the immortal words of Scott Hall, one more for the good guys. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Whoa, my email just opened up. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's episode. Rick and I will be back this weekend with a 16th anniversary review show, as well as your official WWE Fastlane preview, both here at Hameen Media and at Hitting the Marks. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Shoot us an email at HittingTheMarks at gmail.com. Be sure that you visit our friends Michael and Ryan over at TheGorillaPosition.com as they tell the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. And of course, of course, Join RBV, myself, and OneWrestling.com's own Big Ray Hernandez this Monday over in the locker room at HackerHameen.Podbean.com. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Rick, how does the notorious one find you? Pro Wrestling tweets from the seat over on Twitter at the real RBV. We're picking up steam, baby. No pun intended there. And as always, hey, we've got another big week lined up over on Facebook in the Hameen Media Discussion Group. You know, of course, we've, we've got Ring of Honor. We've got New Japan. We've got, we've got Impact going down. We're going to have live thread for that. And as always, uh, the, the big one on Sunday for WWE Fastlane, the live discussion. We've got the Pick'em Challenge. So many, so many awesome interactive threads picking up for the weekend. Go make sure you want to check us out and, and join in on all the conversation. That's it for the simulcast. Rick and I will be back this weekend. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya! Watch your fingers. Label me. Don't give up. I'll be your bad guy.